What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. Okay, Jerry. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Speaking Missing Persons, and welcome to the new listeners. Before we hop into today's episode, I'm going to give a quick shameless shout-out to our other show, Unsolved Mayhem. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you do. And if there is a missing person case that you want to hear on this show, send that to our email, speakingofmissingpersons at gmail.com. So, that out of the way, we're going to just hop right in. I heard this one's kind of uh kind of a wild one and it's local here in Missouri where we are at or is it just like local to is it local to the state of Missouri or local to St. Louis? It happens in Lincoln County. Oh, okay. Oh, that's oh, wow. Okay. That's not far from here. No. I think do we neighbor that or is that yes. south? No, St. it Louis. goes St. Charles County then Lincoln County. Holy crap. Yeah. So that's a county over from us. Yeah, it's like the Troy area. Oh boy. Oh, that's where um who was that crazy lady who Yeah. Pam uh, Pam, Pam Hup. Yeah, that was in that same area. Well, the person she murdered was in that same area. Today we're gonna talk about a girl named Bianca Piper. Okay. She was the youngest daughter of Shannon Tanner and David Piper. She was born on December 26, 1991. So, currently, she would be right around Shauna's age. Right. Her parents divorced in 1993, so right around two years old. After the divorce, David moved to Fredericktown, Missouri, to be a truck driver, and Shannon took the girls and moved to Foley, Missouri. Oh, no, that's okay. in two opposite directions. Yeah. Yes. Fredericktown is south. It's kind of out in the boonies. Mm-hmm. And Foley, I mean, it's still kind of in the boonies. <laughs> I was say, that's boonies. still boonies. <laughs> but that's north. I mean, those are like an hour away from each other, yeah. if not a little more. Yeah, it's quite a distance. S- Shannon moved in with her boyfriend, Jim Felt, in 2004. So I'll tell you a little bit about Foley. Wait, okay. how did he felt about it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> he probably felt pretty stoked. <laughs> Foley is a small town in Lincoln County, north of St. Louis. The population in 2005 there was below 200 yeah. when this <laughs> takes place. And currently, in mm. 2021, the population is was just 93 people in 2021. So yeah, I was going to say, they're not yeah. flocking there. No. no. I mean, they're actively it's, running away. It's I feel like. literally the, just so y'all understand what Foley looks like, there's a two lane highway. Okay. That's it. Not two in either direction. There's one lane in either direction, two lane highway mm-hmm. that yeah. runs straight through it. And you're a half hour away from the next biggest town, Troy 
which is still 20, 30 minutes down the road, and Troy still isn't even that big. No, it's no. The only reason Troy has any kind of anything going on is because it's on an interstate. Foley's not even on an interstate. It's just a windy 55-mile-an-hour two-lane highway. <laughs> it's tiny. Yeah, Troy is not very big either. No. Okay, so Bianca had ADHD, severe bipolar disorder. So she had mood swings, aggressive tendencies, periodic anxiety attacks, and difficulty with self-control as like a result of... Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a normal thing for folks suffering from bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. But she was described as like being a normal teenager most of the time. And some people said it was hard to even tell she was sick. She took several medications a day, and without them, she was prone to becoming disoriented and having hallucinations. Oh, right. shit. Well, some of that medication, if you forget it, just Oh, it messes with you your head. Really? Coming from mm-hmm. somebody who's on anxiety, depression medicine, if I don't take that shit for two days, I get, like, electric volts inside my head. It's, like, the craziest shit dang and it's a real thing it's like your serotonin is trying to fire inside your head and it's not working and you can feel it, it makes your whole head jerk weird you get the brain zappies yeah brain it's zappies. Like being mm-hmm. zapped inside your head with a freaking taser except there's no pain it's just it's weird it's weird that is weird <laughs> <laughs> It is. The first couple of times it happened, I was like, Samantha, I'm pretty sure I'm dying. <laughs> she, yeah, she was like, I think I'm dying, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, have you taken your medicine? Oh, fuck. No, I haven't been taking my medicine. And then I, so now I know, like, oh, shit, I forgot my medicine <laughs> when I get zapped a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. According to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, Shannon said Bianca had been seeing a therapist since she was four years old. Wow. Okay. On March 10th, 2005, Bianca was having an anger episode and a meltdown that was triggered when she was asked to do dishes. Understandable. Typical teenager. Also, I think. But when you have these other things happening, Mm -hmm. like, I mean... I remember when I was 13, if my mom asked me to do dishes, I'd probably punch a hole in the wall. <laughs> I didn't make those dishes. I didn't. Those aren't my dishes. <laughs> Why do I have to do them? True story. She was 13 years old at this point, and her therapist, which I do not agree with at all, had suggested to Shannon that when she was having an anger episode, that Shannon drive her a short distance from the house and pretty much make her walk home to cool off. No. That sounds like a terrible idea. What the fuck? Yeah. I said I don't agree with it at all. Are you going to be driving beside her the entire <laughs> time you're making her walk? No. Just dumping her in a random spot and be like, all right, walk That's home, not, cool it, off. It, they're in Foley, so... I understand. It's it wasn't tiny. like... She was technically dumping her in a random spot, but she was making her walk along their road back home. They had tried this the night before when Bianca had become upset about doing homework. Again, can relate. Who wants to do fucking homework? Right, it's understandable at 13. I refused at that age. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I refused. I was I like, I'll survive off in-class in and test scores. <laughs> Fuck that homework. I'll take the F. Today. Yeah. Give me a zero. <laughs> I would try to do all of mine while I was still at school in other classes. Like, No. I said, fuck that homework, give me a zero, and watch me still pass. <clears throat> I'm flipping the bird off in every direction. <laughs> you can't see me, but that's what's happening. <sighs> so around 6 p.m. on the 10th of March, Shannon drove Bianca to a nearby bridge on McIntosh Road. This was about a mile from their house. They lived on this road, but she drove her a mile away. And left Bianca there with the flashlight and drove away. It was dark enough for her to need a flashlight. It was March in Missouri. I mean, oh. wouldn't you know a treadmill and or punching bag be effective? Like right. Why you got to drop the kid off on the side of the road? In the dark, on a bridge. I mean, at least she did have a flashlight, but still, that like I mean, it blows. did cool like it did calm her down the night before and the night before she hadn't taken her as far away and a lot of things said bianca asked to be taken further away this time because she was like i'm gonna need more time to cool off but even still okay shannon did turn around to remind bianca not to get into any strange cars doesn't really help you if somebody snatches you off right. the street. Like, when she was not home in 20 minutes, Shannon drove back to look for her. When she couldn't find her anywhere, she started knocking on doors of, you know, the couple houses that were by there to see if anybody had seen her. Of course, they hadn't. Right. She reported Bianca missing at 8.20 p.m. At first, police thought maybe she had gotten lost, and it was March in Missouri, so it was really freaking cold. They're like, we got to find this girl before right. she succumbs to the temperatures because it was described as being below freezing. Yeah. Oh so boy. like in the 20s. But after they searched a 270 square mile area with volunteers four-wheelers and horses they even searched sheds and other shelters that were like out in that area they found not a single trace of her that is just insane yeah just like, like that in 20 minutes yeah that and i don't know i just i i still can't get over the go drop her off on the side yeah of road. i can't either i uh, it's just there's no way that blows my mind there's no way. Right. I hope that I would have like What about laps around the house? Or yeah. how about if you were gonna, going to do a walk, you walk, walk with, with her. her? Yeah. Yeah, like, let's go for a walk. You, you know, don't have to let's... talk to her. No. No. You, you just... can let her walk ahead of you as long as you can still see her. I get it that her, si her therapist told them to do this. So it's technically, I would say, when you're a mom and you're frustrated and you don't know what else to do because she was dealing with two children who had bipolar disorder. Oh because boy. Bianca's older sister also suffered from bipolar disorder and I think schizophrenia. Gotcha. So I can see... Being, like, so stressed out and, like, okay. Just willing to try anything. Yeah. But I would have still drove behind her or something. 
I I hope that therapist got some backlash for this. I have no idea. When they found no trace of her, they immediately switched to this is a possible abduction. They did not think at any point that she had ran away because she had no history of running away and she knew she needed her medications. Like if she would have ran away, she would have taken her medicine. Right, which is her. honestly shocking. I'm impressed that that wasn't their immediate well, go-to. You know, we talked, if you ever listened to our Pam Hupp case, we talked hella shit about the Lincoln County Police. No, because they dropped the ball on yes. that case hard. But on this one, I don't think that they did. They believed from the very beginning that something bad happened to her. Well, good on them for taking it seriously from the get-go. Now, they did have to call off their official search a week after she went missing, which is normal. That's what normally happens. And then it's up to volunteers to continue searching, which is what happened in this case. They gave Shannon and Jim polygraph tests, which they both passed. And they also extensively interviewed her dad, David, And they decided that her family had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. No. It didn't seem like any of them were, you know, harboring ill will or anything like that from what I gathered. No. There was, um, I don't know what this is, but the Carol Sund, it's like Slash Carrington Memorial. They kind of set up a... reward fund they offered five thousand dollar reward for information that would lead to bianca's return and then her family added an additional five thousand dollars so it was a ten thousand dollar reward not bad now this is where things start to happen that make people question bianca's family Okay? okay In May of 2005, so this is just a couple months after she went missing, Shannon made a domestic abuse complaint against her boyfriend, Jim. But they reconciled and she dropped the complaint. Okay? Then in June of 2005, police were called to the house again. When they arrived, they could hear shouting coming from inside. So they entered the house and they found Shannon on top of her 17-year-old daughter, Tiffany, holding her face to the ground. Again, according to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, her daughter told police that Shannon snatched her curling iron from her, hit her with it, and repeatedly punched her in the head. Damn. Wow. She also said her mother threatened to tie her up and lock her in her room. So Shannon was put in handcuffs. On the way out of the house, she told the officers her daughter had thrown a glass dish at her and that she was trying to keep Tiffany from harming her or herself. It's a little extreme. I mean, if she was having a, a bipolar, she was. you know, they, like fit thing. They said she had, called, she had stopped right. taking her medication. Tiffany had not been taking her medication for her bipolar or her schizophrenia. I mean, then that kind of makes sense. But punching her repeatedly in the head to the point where police were like, yeah, she has a pretty big lump on her head. Probably not the best plan. Uh, No. 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 
At one point during this, Shannon shoved one of the officers and reached for a piece of the glass that was on the ground. Oh, shit. And this prompted the other officer to use his taser on her to subdue her. Makes sense. Damn. So Shannon went to jail. Yeah, that does make sense. (laughs) I mean, you're that close to catching an attempted murder charge on a cop. Yeah. Yikes. All because you, I mean, I guess she thought what she was doing was okay and not worth getting arrested for. I don't know. Because of this whole incident, Shannon's other daughter, Amber, was sent to live with her grandmother. So now she has one kid who's missing, another one that got taken away, and then Tiffany, who just she got into an altercation with and is now in jail because of all in a couple months. What a mess, man. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's just a lot of high stress Stress. triggered situation. She's, I don't know. If in less than two months, my middle one is missing and then my oldest stops taking her meds and starts acting a fucking fool... I couldn't tell you if I wouldn't react the same fucking way. Out of just fear, pure like frustration and the fact that it's more of she's already missing a kid like and she has no answers. And I'm sure she feels like it's completely her fault because she's the one who listened to the therapist. Right. I feel like the guilt alone is probably so much stress. Yeah. Happening in that house at the time. I could see that. Yeah. Does it make any of it right? No. But is it understandable? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, it's it's relatable. In 2007, investigators began looking at a man named Michael J. Devlin, which I'm sure Samantha doesn't know anything about him, but I've heard his story. I have not either. So he's the dude, he was like a manager at a pizza place, and he had kidnapped a kid named um, Scott. Wait, no. Okay, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) He kidnapped two little boys. I think one of their names was Sean and the other one was William. And he had Sean held captive for like four years. And then he took William and then Sean was like, I'm not going to let you do what you've done to me to this little boy. So he got them both rescued. That happened in Missouri, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Oh, yeah. That was in the news like last yeah. year or the year before, wasn't it? It was a little while ago. Um, But they kind of, when all of that happened, they kind of started looking at him to like see if he was involved in Bianca's case and also the case of two other little boys. One boy was, uh, his name was Charles Henderson, and the other one was Scott Kleesholt. I hope I s- said that right. Scott was a nine-year-old boy who went missing in 1988 in St. Charles, Missouri. And Charles was 11 years old, and he went missing in 1991 and from Moscow Mills. So like I said, Michael became a suspect in January 2007 after... Sean Hornbeck and William Ownby were found alive in his house. So they were like, 
is he responsible for these other three kids who have went missing around the same area? So after he was arrested, they put together this task force to see if they could find anything to link him to those cases, but they found nothing. Then another suspect that they had on their radar was a convicted sex offender named Paul S. Smith. Paul had abducted eight-year-old Alyssa Mazur, who he held captive before shooting himself in a standoff with police. Jeez. Nothing was found that could link him to Bianca either. Then things took another bad turn for Bianca's family. In June 2012, Tiffany was arrested after putting ads online to sell two high school girls for sex. The fuck? Yeah. What? Who? Is it a fake ad? Or is she like... She had... There were two high school girls that... So the story is, is that after that whole thing with her mom, someone started exploiting her and selling her. Oh, shitty. So then she started recruiting, like, For doing it to person. other people, yes. Oh, that sucks. So right. in the ad, she, inv- like, had invited men to meet these girls at the St. Peter's Extended Stay America location, which is also not far from us. No. <laughs> right around the corner. So, like I said, she had been sold into prostitution, but she refused to give the name of the person responsible for exploiting her. And because of this incident, she was sentenced to eight years in prison. Wow. Wow. She had a really hard time after her sister disappeared. Sounds like it. Yeah. Jesus. Now, I think I kind of remember this happening, but on the 10th anniversary of Bianca's disappearance, they put up, like, billboards along I-70 and Highway 370 in St. Charles County with her missing uh, persons flyer on them. They were, like, electric, the electronic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do that for wanted ads, too. Like, yeah, yeah. most wanted I feel like that was like the first time I had ever heard about her case because I had seen the billboard. Because I think at that time I was working off of 370. Like we were driving Mm -hmm. 370 all the time. Yeah. You definitely would have been. Yep. I would have been through there quite often because I was spending most of my time in St. Charles County at the time. I didn't live in the county. But I I was was up and down that highway regularly at that point. I was in what year? So it would have been uh, 2015. Oh, yeah, every day. Right? Every day I was on 2015, I was living out here. Was that? No, wait. She went missing in 2005, 2005, so 10 years later. Yeah, yeah, 2015. Yeah, I was on 370 every day. Yeah. So I'm sure you saw her missing persons flyer. Mm -hmm. In 2021, the sheriff of Lincoln County started a cold case task force. He wanted to get fresh eyes on unsolved cases in the county. Now, this is why I chose to tell this story right now is because on February 3rd of 2023, so just a couple days ago, the Lincoln County Police searched an area near the McIntosh Hill Road 
where she lived and where she was dropped off. So the area she went missing. This was their fourth search in this similar location over the past two years. And I can tell you because of people I work with, social media went fucking crazy in Missouri because they put up, you know, the police tape. They had the coroner out there, like all these things. Mm -hmm. So people thought they found Bianca's body. Oh. But they didn't. What they were doing is draining a septic tank in that area to check because when they re- looked at all of her files they realized they had never checked that septic tank okay currently they're saying they have not found her body in the septic tank yet but they're reviewing things that they have found interesting so they have found things possibly but that's all they're saying right now Hmm. They've said we definitely have not found her body. Right. But we're going through the things we have found. If you look at look up this case currently, you're going to see a lot of people that claim they found her body. They have not. But they have not confirmed of finding her. No, they've outright said we have not found her. But people thought they did because the coroner was there. Mm -hmm. Right. Just in case they did find something. That's what I said. I'm like, it's only because if they did, they're going to want a coroner right there. Yeah, they needed him to be there. Him or her. Right. Right. Bianca Piper was 5'6 and weighed 185 pounds at the time of her disappearance. She had brown hair and brown eyes. Her ears were pierced. And she was last seen wearing a lime green blouse. A gray Adidas hoodie, blue jeans, and white sneakers. Which is crazy to me. She wasn't even wearing a coat no. when she got dropped off. And if you have any information about Bianca's case, you can call the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office at 636-528-8546. Well, there you have it. If you know anything, make sure you reach out to that number. Let them know. Don't forget to uh, leave us five stars wherever you're listening. That really helps us out. Um, if you want more of things like this, check out our Patreon. Um, that's linked in our show notes and episode notes. You get uh, If you subscribe to that, you get a bonus episode every other weekend. Shout out on the show. Our eternal gratitude. I guess uh, any final thoughts? <laughs> a whole lot of insane craziness. Oh, I did leave out the fact that now her mom lives in St. Charles, actually. And her father passed away in 2009. So they are still very much looking for her. The biggest theory is she was taken by someone that just so happened to be in that area, which I think is weird since it was like in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere fully? Yeah. Yeah. And or, unfortunately, the second theory is that her mom had something to do with it and accidentally hurt her in some way and never even dropped her off in the first place. Gotcha. Mm. That thought never crossed my mind. It never crossed my mind either. It's untelling. I don't know. All right. 
That would have to be the worst luck ever to yeah. be right. picked up by a sexual predator. On your second time getting dropped off for a cool off. Yeah. All right. We'll see y'all back next week. Bye. 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 Bye.